Assalamu alaikum everyone and welcome to another episode of Productive Muslim Nation podcast. I'm today shown by Brother Suwash Rahmat, who is a NLP practitioner and business coach. Assalamu alaikum and welcome. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullah. It's great to have you here. Thank you. Alhamdulillah. It's a pleasure and an honor to be here. MashaAllah. Can we start with an introduction? Tell us a little bit more about what you do and who you are. Mm -hmm. Okay, inshallah. So right now, you know, um, I run a business called Muslim Coaching Academy. I'm the co-founder of that. And Alhamdulillah, so what I do is basically I help coaches build thriving businesses. And I also coach, you know, high achievers. I coach CEOs, coach different people from in different areas of life. Alhamdulillah. Inshallah. You know, but I wasn't always doing this. You know, for a long time, you know, I've been, it's a bit hard to, it's quite a long story, but for a long time, I've I've always been a high performer in my life, right? But what do you mean time, by high performer? What I mean by high performance, and I guess there's different definitions to it, but for me, it's someone that's always seeking to do better. So mm. Someone that wants to continuously improve every area of life. And, you know, so for me, I've always been seeking for something that gives me a lot of meaning, gives me an opportunity to make a difference, but also gives me good money. You know, and for a long time, I was seeking for that right combination. I found something that made me a lot of money mm. in the form of poker. But when I started practicing, when Allah guided me, I left that because there wasn't a lot. Mm. Right? So for, for me, so I've always been looking for something that would give me all of these things. And Alhamdulillah, I found that in coaching. Because with coaching, you know, I can really make a difference in someone's life. It gives me a lot of fulfillment. And Alhamdulillah. I can have a very good earning with it as well. Mm. I want to know, did you start your coaching journey by first trying to apply the teaching to your, to your life and trying to improve yourself? How did you get into that coaching in the first place? Okay, yeah, that's a good question. Um, actually, so from the age of 18, from around like 12 years ago, mm. I, started do, I started doing personal development. So... Because, as I said, I was a professional poker player and I was doing very well. Mm. I became very good and there's a lot of money involved. So I had to work a lot on my mindset. I had to work on improving my habits, right? So I started, I started that journey quite early. And then really in 2010, um, you know, Allah guided me to Islam. And I believe that was the biggest personal development ever. Because I had to really change all my habits. I had to change, you know, the way I was dressing, the way I was talking, what I was eating, I had to literally change every area of life to make it halal, right? So Alhamdulillah, that was a transformation in itself. And it wasn't easy. It was very difficult, you know, but with, because I was sincere, what I wanted, Allah made it easier for me. So since then, I think since 2010, it's been really, it's been, you know, a constant struggle in terms of improving myself. So for example, when I started praying, you know, it wasn't always five times a day. So I started reading books around habits to help me become, you know, to my prayers better. Yeah. Mm. Exactly. So I started using personal development to improve myself, to really live a good Muslim lifestyle. And then, you know, when I started getting that right, I started doing more personal development to improve my finances. Mm. And then I looked at improving my relationship. So I've always seen that books have made a really big impact on me. So yeah, it's actually before I started even thinking about coaching, I didn't even know um, that you could become a coach, that someone would pay you to help them improve their lives. So I've always read, read these books. And then around two and a half years ago, 
I actually became like an accidental coach because I hired a coach for the first time to help me grow my business. At that time, I was doing a network marketing business, hmm. right? But then, you know, I fell in love with coaching and I thought, wow, this is so powerful. And then I asked my coach at that time, I said, you do this full time? He said, yes, I do this full time. And I was surprised. I was like, so people pay you this much money? And that really surprised me. And I, I was like, wow, you know, maybe I'll, I should give this a try. From there, Alhamdulillah, I start learning about the business and start growing my business. I have noticed myself while you are into personal development and when you hire, hire a coach, you kind of have that of need of giving back basically to someone else. Like that comes kind of automatically when you feel you have, you have got so much and now you want to give back and start coaching others. Did that happen to you too? Yeah, and I think Alhamdulillah, I think this is something that, especially as Muslims, we have this, that when we get something good, we want to mm. spread the good. Yes. Right? When something is yeah. beneficial, we want to share it. And yeah, we know, Alhamdulillah, that the Prophet Sallallahu told us that whoever shares khair, his reward will be equal. Yeah. So, Alhamdulillah, I had this actually when I started practicing, I wanted to give, do more dawah, right? Yeah. And we know that if someone, if you guide someone towards Islam, and they pray, mm. you get equal reward. Yeah. Right. So I always had that motivation, but there was something missing because I gave people advice, but the advice wasn't working. And I, I became more and more interested in psychology because I was telling people what to do, but often, even if they had interest in doing it, mm. they wouldn't do it. So I became more and more interested in how can I influence someone to mm. actually change their actions, change their thinking. And yeah. that's really what coaching is, basically, because we help people change their thinking. We help people change their actions. And as a consequence of that, we help people change their reality. Mm. And you become good at reading people. And uh, you can uh, see, like, the same advice doesn't apply to everyone. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You started reading a lot of books from very early on. And this is something that comes up. Everyone recommends reading books. Do you see how reading is important? Yeah. And Alhamdulillah, you know, it's quite funny because often when people see me, they think I've always been a reader, which is not true. In school, I didn't like to read. Because, you know, in school, they force you to read this book. They tell you to read this book, read that book for mm. different classes. And I never liked that because, you know, they chose the book for me. Yeah. But then actually quite funny, exactly like you said, you know, I start observing more successful people. I started watching YouTube videos about millionaires and billionaires. And what I noticed is that all of them were saying that leaders are readers. Yeah. That successful people are readers. And I thought, you know what, I need to, inshallah, you know, get better at reading. When before, when I would read a book, I would just get headache after one page. I would get sleepy. And some people can probably relate to this. Mm. You know, you open a book and you start feeling sleepy. Yeah. But, you know, I kept being persistent at it. And I think that made such a big difference because most people probably don't know this, but I dropped out of high school. I was one of the best students, but at the age of 18, I started hanging out with the wrong people. Mm. You know, people that were kind of like gangsters into alcohol and drugs. And I got influenced by the wrong people. I got attracted by women and money, mm. right? So I dropped out, right? My brother is a GP and my other brother, you know, studied airplane engineering. So in our family, education is very important. But Alhamdulillah, I found self-education, right? Mm -hmm. So I started educating myself through books, right? I have probably a few hundred books now and I, reading books is, is so important. And I, 
can't emphasize it enough. Yeah. yeah, such an inspirational story. What kind of advice you would give someone who wants to cultivate reading habits? Okay, that's that's a very good question. I think you know, I think what's important for us to see the see the value of it. When we do anything, we can talk about the how, right? Yeah. We can talk about you know, like okay, we need to pray five times a day. You know, if we talk about just doing something, mm. not as powerful. So I think what's really important is to look at the why behind it. What's the value of it? Right. So nowadays we can find expert knowledge into a book. I want to improve my relationship with my wife. I read a book and this book was written by, you know, a relationship expert that's worked with thousands of people. Right. Now, normally to pay for something, to learn something like that, you have to pay a lot of money or go to do a degree. But mm. now we can get expert knowledge in books. So we have to see the value first. Yeah. We can learn in books. We can learn from scholars that have studied, for example, Hadith for dozens of years or studied Quran. So in books, we get expert knowledge. So through books, we can improve different areas of our life and in a very quick way. So first of all, we need to see the value of it. Yeah. If someone wants to really create a habit, their reason needs to be very clear for that. The second thing is, you know, and I learned this from one of my mentors, is that he told me, you can miss a meal, but you cannot miss your reading. And that's such a powerful statement and stuck with me. You see, we often people don't miss their breakfast, right? Mm. Because it's so important to them. Yeah. Most people, you know, and sometimes people miss that, for example, when they are rushing, but they won't miss, for example, their dinner, right? Yeah. Now I'll tell you this. My reading is more important than my dinner. And this is, you know, when we see the importance of it, we prioritize it. So what I would say to people that want to create that habit you have to start with, for example, a small habit, like maybe 10 pages. And inshallah, be persistent in that ha habit. 10 pages a day for at least two months. It starts small and be consistent. Yeah. Because what happens, is, what happens is you build the muscle. Anything you do, it becomes easier and easier. Even if someone is not reading at all, I would say start with five pages. But you build that muscle. Nowadays, alhamdulillah, we have access to audiobooks. Audiobooks is a great way to get familiar with yeah. reading. Even though it's listening, it will help you and improve your reading, right? But inshallah, like, there's different things. But what I would say to make it really simple, you need to keep track of it, right? So inshallah, if it's five pages, every day you need to write down somewhere. Okay, like today is Monday. I've read five pages. Today is Tuesday. Because if you don't keep track of something, if you don't measure it, you cannot improve it. Yeah, if you don't measure it, it doesn't exist, right? Exactly. So start small, be consistent. And then... If you do one month, five pages, two months, then go to 10 and then slowly build it up. Mm. And audiobooks, you mentioned they are fantastic. I personally love audiobooks because they become handy when you're commuting. Yeah. I want to ask, what is the common misconception Muslims have about coaching? The common misconception? Well, I think, you know, most people probably think that coaching is about giving advice. And I think, you know, Muslims and non-Muslims probably, most people think this. Coaching is not about giving advice. Coaching is basically really about creating a clear, a safe space where there's no judgment, no advice. Coaching is really about what a fundamental concept of coaching is that the person, the client has all the answers. They have their resources within them. We believe that people are whole, resourceful, and creative. And I think that's what, Often we get people have this misunderstanding that coaching is to fix people. 
I don't believe like anyone is broken. Of course, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes we go through difficulties and, you know, if someone goes to trauma, you know, they probably need therapy, not coaching. But coaching is about really about empowering people, about giving people more options, helping them to see things that they don't see. So it's a bit like, you know, helping, helping them to see the blind spots, right? When you have a car, coaches like the mirrors, you know? So I think that that's probably like a misconception is that, you know, coaches are there to give advice to people, tell people what to do mm. or fixing people. What I have noticed in our community is that if you share some idea with someone, the first mm. thing they're going to do is they're going to touch you or give you advice. They kind of break the safe space. Actually, there's yeah. no safe space when it comes to asking advice <laughs> in the community. I want to follow up with uh, how long you have been coaching people now? Well, Alhamdulillah, I think professionally around two and a half years. Okay, yeah. that's ma- mashallah. What lesson have you learned personally by coaching others? The lesson that I've learned is that people have infinite potential. You know, and the more people I coach, the more I see actually the, the amazing creation of Allah. Right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us all this potential. But of, often what we do, you know, we put a box around ourselves. It's like, you know, our house has a ceiling, but every human being, we're like through our experiences in life, through our teachers of our parents, we kind of put a box around ourselves. And we say, you know, I can only earn this much. I can only be this happy. You know, my childhood was not happy, so I cannot be happy when I grow up. So often what we, what we do is basically we box ourselves. We put a ceiling on ourselves. And Alhamdulillah, coaching has shown me that actually if you create a safe space for someone, people can grow. And I'll give you an example, and I think this will help the listeners as well. This really had a powerful impact on me. I believe people are like, you know, very similar to acorns. You see, an acorn is a very small seed. If you put it on hard rocks, right, nothing will happen with it. It will just be an acorn. But if you take that acorn and you plant it in some fertile ground and, you know, water it and the sunlight, sunshine, and there is rain, it can grow into a big tree. And that's how a human being is as well. When a human being is in the right conditions, it can grow and it has no limits to grow. It can grow and it can become, you know, a beautiful human being. But when it's in the wrong conditions, it can stay small. And coaching is really about that. It's about creating the right conditions. You see, when you say to a child, you can do anything, I believe in you, that child will follow his dreams, will follow his passion. But if you say to a child, look, you are not good at maths, mm. guess what? He won't be good at maths because that belief will be reinforced. Mm. So Alhamdulillah, that's, I think, the biggest lesson for me has been to really see that. And I, I keep getting surprised, Alhamdulillah. Every time I think, you know what, like I've seen it, I see bigger and better things. Mm. You know, and we can see this, alhamdulillah, we can see this actually, especially in the world of sports and even in the world of technology. Yeah. But if we look at the world of sports, you had a man, like scientists believed that it was not possible to run a mile under four minutes. They thought it's humanly not possible, right? But one person, he believed in it and he started visualizing it, Roger Bannister. Yeah. And after he did it, within the next six to 12 months, even teenagers were doing it. Uh-huh. Now, old, old people are doing it. And it just proves that the moment we believe something is possible, we can do it. And you can see that in sports, you know, people's results are getting better and better every day. And it's not because we have better nutrition. It's not because we have better environments. It's all because humans 
mind, the capacity is growing and growing, right? And this is, alhamdulillah, what we can see is that the moment a human being is nurtured, the moment is put in a nice environment, mm. they can grow into anything. We can achieve, alhamdulillah, we can achieve anything. SubhanAllah, that's inspirational. You know, I have heard that we're only using 1% of our true potential, which is crazy. And another thing that came into my mind, you said we are basically putting limitation and putting ourselves into boxes. But I also noticed that sometimes community and the family members are also setting you a limitation and putting you down, saying like, you cannot do that, who you think you are basically. And it's ourself and environment that set the limitation for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's talk about Muslim Coaching Academy. Mm -hmm. What was the story behind that? Okay, Alhamdulillah. So I invested in a lot of programs, you know, from Tony Robbins programs, you know, I invested in a lot of coaching programs and a lot of personal development programs and a lot of business programs. And often I felt really empowered. I felt really good. But then I came home and I felt guilty. And I felt often guilty because either I would miss my prayer or I had to compromise my principles, you know, where I didn't want to, but I would start mix, free mixing and end up hugging someone that I didn't want to hug. There was a lot of music. Yeah. And in that moment, in that moment, sometimes you get carried away. And these are even the little things. A lot of these personal development business events, they have sometimes like hidden, hidden messages. Or not, sometimes it's not even hidden, but they openly you know, commit shirk, like they don't yeah. believe in Allah. So they will talk about the universe and the how that works. Exactly. So, you know, for me, you know, there's this, I felt like, you know, there is an opportunity there. I felt there's an opportunity for me to, because Alhamdulillah, I had good people around me, right? My wife, Alhamdulillah, is, you know, very down to earth and very supportive. So I, Alhamdulillah, I had good people around me that could help me stay grounded. But some Muslims, they don't have that strong grounding. So mm -hmm. they would go to this event and they could easily go astray, you know. So, you know, may Allah protect us all. So what I realized is that, you know, there's an opportunity here and I want to take responsibility. I knew it wouldn't be easy because some people would think that I am just want to make more money by using the Muslim name, right? Mm -hmm. But, you know, Alhamdulillah, you know, I thought, you know what, I'm sincere in this and I made a lot of dua for Allah to put khair and blessing and barakah into this. And so we, we started creating more training, you know, life coaching, business coaching, different trainings, but with Islamic principles, with a good Islamic foundation. So we've done, Alhamdulillah, we've done events, but we have segregation. You know, we have coaching programs, but Alhamdulillah, we can take a break when we want for Salah. Instead of putting, you know, music, we put, for example, nasheed with no instruments. Mm -hmm. So Alhamdulillah, I thought, you know what, rather than complaining, why don't I create the solution myself? Mm. And Alhamdulillah, what I've noticed is that actually that Muslims really enjoy our programs. And Alhamdulillah, you know, I think, you know, by using the name of Islam, that, you know, it gives us a lot of responsibility on our shoulders. And that's why for me, like, I personally invest a lot into my personal development and business knowledge because I want to deliver with excellence. And we've put a really high standard for ourselves. We want to be professionals. We don't, we want to put a really high standard for other Muslims to follow. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's kind of like the story of it. And I started this with another sister, Sister Asya, you know, so we came up with this idea, inshallah, you know, to really make a big difference in the Muslim communities. And Alhamdulillah, right now, you know, we're worldwide. We have clients from Singapore, Canada, America, Nigeria, 
you know, Norway, UK, we've grown, alhamdulillah. And I think, you know, there's a lot of blessing into this, into this work that we do. Mashallah, may Allah bless it even more. And I'm waiting you guys to come down to Finland. You know, what you just shared, I can relate to. I have been in many seminars where like there's alcohol on the table, there's music. Mm. And when it comes to like hugging, you always look for the escape, <laughs> you know, and you feel weird. Yeah. You feel like you are the one who uh, doesn't feel like you don't, you don't feel that you belong in that with the you know the music they use it to get people energized and they create that hype but for me it kind of turns out as a concert because some people start dancing and you go like yeah, oh, yeah. awkward <laughs> exactly and i think you know inshallah you know we we just need to be aware of it you know and i think it's very in the west alhamdulillah allah has given us all a, a lot of options yeah you know but the thing is, we cannot just say like, oh, you know what? Before I used to say like, you know what? It's, this, this seminar is beneficial. It's okay. There's a bit of music or there's a bit of things. Mm. But that little bit will slowly become more. Yeah. You know, that little bit of free mixing will become a habit. You know, mm. when we basically lower our standards, that's where the problems come in. Yeah. You know, so inshallah, like, I think we just need to take responsibility. You know, like we need to protect our deen. Of course. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I want to finish off by asking three personal questions that I ask everyone who comes to the show. And the first one is, what advice you will give to your younger self? Okay, mashallah. Yeah, I think that's a you know beautiful question. And, you know, alhamdulillah, I'll probably say to listen to your mom. <laughs> no, no, alhamdulillah, my mom has a lot of wisdom and she always told me, like, be careful who you hang out with. Mm. And I didn't listen to that, you know, and... I learned it the hard way. Mm. But, you know, I think what I would give really as advice is basically a few things. And I think one of them would be really that you become who you hang out with. So if you want to, you know, you look at your friends, if you want the same future as them, then, you know, okay, be with them. Right? We have to be really careful who we spend time with. And I think that's such an important thing. And secondly, I would really say, you know, you know, from a young age, I would say to myself, and I would say this to all the young brothers and sisters that are listening, you know, invest in yourself. You know, we spend so much time watching movies, TV shows, gaming, but the one thing, alhamdulillah, you know, that will always give us some benefit is investing in ourselves, you know, in terms of knowledge, in terms of improving the character. Because alhamdulillah, believe really, regardless of what we do, whether, whether someone is a doctor, engineer, or a businessman, a woman, when we invest into our own personal development, when we invest into a character, it will benefit us. It will benefit our families. You know, it will bring benefit to the community. It will bring benefit to everyone. You know, so I think that's the key there is really investing in yourself. Inshallah, it will help you improve, you know, your dealings, your relationships with people, your finances, everything. And you are investing on your hereafter too because you will become a better person and which means you are a better servant of Allah as well. Yeah, 100%. I think, you know, that's also something that we really need to recognize. And that's what really coaching is about, raising awareness. And, you know, Alhamdulillah, Allah talks about taqwa. And taqwa is God consciousness. It's basically awareness of God, right? So the more we work on ourselves, the more we can improve our character and you know, we know that, uh, um, you know, not exactly sure about the wording. I think the Prophet Sallallahu said that character is the most heaviest on the scales on the Day of Judgment, which means, you know, that that's one of the most important things. 
we have good manners, good character. It's how we deal with people, right? Being right. just, being merciful. And I think those things really are very important, you know, to our akhirah as well. That's right. Second question is, what is the one book about personal development that you would recommend to productive Muslim nation audience? Okay, so mashallah, you know, I get asked that question a lot about what's the one book. But I think it's very difficult to answer that because alhamdulillah, I have so many favorite books. But I think, you know, inshallah, one book that I really recommend to people and I've recommended it to a lot of people. It's a small book, but it's called, it's called The Compound Effect by yeah. Darren Hardy. Yeah. Right. Alhamdulillah, I have my own book club as part of my, you know, coaching company. We have our own book club. This is a book that we read uh, with the whole group as well. And this is a book I've alhamdulillah read like dozens, like probably half a dozen times. Mm. Right. This book actually has such a such a tremendous effect on me. But I read this book four or five years ago, and then I started using, you know, I started implementing the knowledge of this book. And what this book talks about is basically exactly what Islam teaches us. Start with something very small. For example, the book taught me to start reading 10 pages a day. And I thought 10 pages is so insignificant. How will this help me? But then, you know, the book talked about that you will see your results three years, four years down the line. And I think that's such a powerful statement because we live in a time where everyone wants instant results. Everyone wants, you know, a microwave meal. We don't have patience anymore to wait. And this book is the opposite. It will teach you the value of being patient. It will teach you that every small habit, if it's good, it will benefit you years down the line. Even if it's a bad habit, it will create a negative effect. Even if you don't see the effect of it within three months, six months, you will see the effect of it two, three years down the line. Right? So often we think that something is very innocent, but it's not. Right? So this book, you know, I highly recommend this, I think, for everyone. Um, whether you're, you know, you've read a lot of books or not, I think this book can change things for people because it's about the understanding that a small habit can have a huge effect like a mountain. Mm. Yeah, The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. Yeah, that's a really good book. And final question. What is the legacy that you want to leave behind? Okay, Alhamdulillah. So I think for me, Alhamdulillah, you know, when I think about legacy, I think a few things. So for me, like, you know, inshallah, it's also really about leaving something behind that will benefit me in the next life. But one of my goals, inshallah, for the next five years is to build an orphanage with, where I can support around 10,000 orphans. And this is the starting point, inshallah. And for me, you know, I've always had big goals in terms of making, like contributing to the poor, to the needy. But often it was, I was looking for ways to do this, for people to invest money into projects. But now, alhamdulillah, I've seen a different way. So for me, inshallah, is to build a business that makes a million per month. And this is, alhamdulillah, something that I think is really possible. And I, and alhamdulillah, I've seen it's possible because I've seen other people do it. You know, and I think by being really able, by being able to do that, right, you know, we can make such a difference in the world. And the way we do that at the Muslim Coaching Academy, actually right now, we're right now, our mission right now in the next five years is to help 100 coaches build a six-figure business right mm. so that's hundred thousand per year right we help hundred coaches make hundred thousand per year and inshallah each one of us we will put 10 percent in one pot that's 10 million pound and every year we use that to do good inshallah within a few years we will have inshallah access to 10 million pound every year inshallah. to build orphanages hospitals schools madrasas masjid you know and i think this is 
shows also the power of collaboration because you know i can do so little but if we come together the group of brothers and sisters we can make a big difference and alhamdulillah you know i've already helped you know a few brothers and sisters build a successful business well not actually a few quite a few you know alhamdulillah and and i think this is it you know it's about having people with a similar mindset with a similar mission to make a really difference make a big difference in the world you know so alhamdulillah allah has given us to opportunity to build a successful business and this is the reason why i really i'm really passionate about working with coaches consultants therapists because these are people that make a difference right alhamdulillah you know when i coach one person i change maybe their life and they influence their family alhamdulillah but when i work with a leader with a coach they go and coach hundreds of people they make again so what we're doing is basically we're creating more leaders you know and i really believe that that's going to inshallah create a shift in this ummah so yeah so that's really the legacy that i want to leave behind is basically creating a really high standard for coaches where not only not only do we help people grow their business but we also help them become really good at what they do so that way we are creating a whole different standard inshallah mm-hmm. and i think that that just makes a big difference because you know our life is temporary in this world so it's the knowledge that we have that we leave behind is the teachings that we have that we leave behind so alhamdulillah you know i think for us you know we over, we've already started with that legacy you know and alhamdulillah um, i think we've put the first steps into place and inshallah you know from there on of course it's you know allah's will that will help us become bigger and bigger and i think it's just for me it's just important to stay sincere and humble in this way and you know inshallah really just make it bigger and bigger absolutely that's beautiful. May Allah bless your goals and make your vision, the vision come true. I mean, any final thoughts before we finish? I really enjoy talking to you. I learned, <laughs> uh, I learned a lot about your, you uh, and about your story. And it was really interesting chat. So, oh, Alhamdulillah, you know, it's, um, I enjoyed it. And I hope, inshallah, like people will benefit from this. Well, my final thoughts is this, right? You know, Alhamdulillah, we all have dreams and we all have ideas you know but often you know we especially as muslims often we we just kind of like let things go because we think you know alhamdulillah i should be great i should be grateful so let me just be grateful for my job let me be grateful for what i have mm-hmm. and I, I agree like we need to be grateful but we shouldn't settle you know once upon a time muslims were you know the best in everywhere from doctors to engineers to businessmen you know and i think it's just that it's not necessarily about becoming super wealthy. It's not necessarily about, you know, becoming super successful. But as Muslims, we need to strive for excellence, ihsan. And if we, can, if we can bring that in, in every single area of our life, inshallah, our families will change. And then, inshallah, our communities will change. And through that, you know, cities will change. Everything will change. And I think this is, you know, the problem with most Muslims. You know, they do well in one area of life and they don't do well... You know, the other area of life, they're like, you know what? It's not meant for me. Alhamdulillah, Allah has given me brains, but I'm not, you know, good in exercise. Mm. Which is nonsense. You know, we can become good in everything. We don't need to become like a jack of all trades. Inshallah, we have to become really, ex- like, we have to kind of like stand out at one thing, right? Mm. Master one but skill. Master one skill, but at the same time, I think it's really important for Muslims to, you know, dream bigger, raise their standards. And I think that's the main thing here. If you're listening to this, I just want you to get one thing out of this. 
inshallah, raise your standard. Because when the water rises, all the boats rise, right? And this is it. When you raise your standards, all areas of your life will start improving. You know, you cannot complain that, you know, your relationship is not working, but you're spending all your time, you know, focus on your career. But alhamdulillah, if we realize that everything we do touches everything, how we do one thing is how we do everything. So inshallah, like my final thought would be to raise your standard, you know, just because you did something once doesn't mean you can't do it. Inshallah, mm -hmm. seek out books, seek out mentors, coaches, mm. you know, anything is possible for you. Yeah. Inshallah, dream big and, you know, remember that, you know, Alhamdulillah, Allah can open doors for you. If you are sincere and you really want to do something, do it, Inshallah. That's right. How can people connect with you? Um, well, Alhamdulillah, we have a website, which is www.muslimcoachingacademy.com. That's Muslim Coaching Academy. But Alhamdulillah, we, you know, um, I mean, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Uh, I mainly use Facebook. So Inshallah, you know, if you want to benefit from our work, we even we have a free Facebook group. We do a lot of work for free. Um, and then we have a lot of, you know, different ways for people to work with us. So Inshallah, you know, you can go to our website. You can come to Facebook, connect to myself. Inshallah, or connect to, you know, Sister Asya, you know, and yeah, for us, we are happy to provide guidance for people and inshallah, you know, give people some ideas to work with. And then inshallah, if someone wants to take it to the next step, you know, they can always speak to us. Inshallah. Once again, thank you. Shazakallah khair. I really enjoyed talking to you and may Allah bless you and your work that you do. Muslim Coaching Academy, may Allah bless it and put barakah on it. I mean, why yak, inshallah, may Allah put barakah in your work. And alhamdulillah, I think as Muslims, we need to be more productive. So it's great what you're doing and um, keep up the great work, mashallah. Thank you. Thank you for listening, signing off with dua for your success. Assalamu alaikum. Yeah, 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 yeah